everybody. We are back. This is the Prayer and Push-Ups Podcast, healthy living for the mind, body, and soul. Welcome back to the gym. My name is Ben Tulugan, and I will be joined here shortly by my co-host via recording, Neil the Giant Ginger Maxwell, and our guest back for a third week because we just had such a good time recording with this guy uh, will be Dakota Lane. So we're going to pick up right where we left off last week. I hope you guys really enjoy it. God bless. We'll see you again soon. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And and that's what's really cool with so many clients is, again, you know, we can we can split hair semantics of all this stuff. But when it comes down to human beings, like no journey is as clean cut as we'd ever like it to be. Um, and it never will be, you know, even when we become experts in the field, it, you know, we can't become too haughty or we very quickly be, become the beginner again. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's so cool with clients to see so much of that type thing in the discipline. Um, and it's something so simple of just nutrition and fitness of uh, challenging themselves in ways they didn't think they could challenge with you before, pushing themselves past limits they didn't think they could. And then for those clients that I can pull back the veil a little bit, then it's like, you know, look at, look how this disposes itself. And, and that's what's really cool. And if I can read uh, just one other quote, um, I actually worked with a, a Capuchin brother. And um, so he, he actually likes powerlifting quite a bit. He's competed, a, you know, a couple times in powerlifting. Um, I don't think he'd mind me saying that if, even if it gives away, cause there's not that many of them, but um, <laughs> he said, this is, this is just an awesome quote. He said, Weightlifting has definitely taught me a lot about prayer and is a means for me to come closer to God. There are days where it's great and I want to go even further and harder, but then there's also many more days where it's absolutely miserable and I want to give up. However, just as a bodybuilder wasn't made overnight, saints aren't also made overnight as well. The effort and struggle, as well as the gains and joys of weightlifting, have given me an encouragement in my journey to holiness and sainthood. Each little step and challenge I take matters. When I when I get sore from the effort and lifting, that means I've given my all. And, it, and the same applies to love. This is so cool. Love does hurt. It does get sore when you give it all. But to embrace it and supplement it with the right nutrition, prayer, devotion, spiritual reading, spiritual direction, and the greatest protein of all, the Eucharist, just as a muscle tears and grows, so does the soul. I just think that's so cool. And that just kind of speaks full circle to this experience of my own life, even before I knew the words that could, you know, describe it, but just so many people, even if they don't know the gospel, it's just such an easy, um, entrance into what is good for you in this moment. What's a good decision, bad decision. And from there, it's looking at the bigger things, you know, because for me, I stress this all the time, you know, is the body the end? Absolutely not. Like I don't expect to look a certain way for my entire life. I have to know that at some point this is going to fade and I can't take this with me. The same thing for money, the same thing for your house. So, you know, you can get to a certain point where you think you reach what is going to fulfill all of your passions and dreams, your happiness. Um, and, and you, you and I both know that that's not the case and it will never be the case. There has to be something deeper for me. That's what's so cool in clients is that even if I don't give them the words per se or the person, it's that concept that they reach certain goals and they're like, this is awesome. I feel better than I ever have, but I'm still, I still want more. There's still something more that, you know, I want. And that's, what's really cool is just to, to lead and direct that. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's been such a cool 
adventure, but to kind of speak what you guys are talking about, the the food, the discipline, the exercise, it's just like, it, it's so natural to who we are. I, I love that both those quotes that you, you read had to do with the idea that uh, the the discipline that they learned doing exercise fed into their prayer lives. And that's one of the things that got me wanting to start this podcast in the first place is this idea that discipline is discipline. And if you can apply it to your spiritual life, you can apply it to your physical life and vice versa. Yeah. And uh, so Neil likes, Neil, you, you like to say we're doing what with this podcast where uh, we are motivating the catechized and evangelizing the motivated. You know, the, the idea that if we, and you, you do this in the gym, you take people that are, are disciplined, they're, they're in the gym, they're lifters, they live this disciplined life physically, and you can bring them the spiritual aspect that they're still missing. Yeah. And I love seeing that, you, and I love that you're, you get, you're getting these guys who've been living a fairly disciplined spiritual life um like with with your the brother and these priests that you work with and you're helping them then apply that same discipline to their physical life and then they're even seeing how it then comes back and helps strengthen them spiritually as well yeah um in having that whole that that whole person the the body soul composite being cared for versus just kind of leaning heavily one way or the other right and i mean i have a lot of clients who who have never even stepped foot in a gym, have never done any type of exercise. And so even with those people, like I, I see that. Um, and you know, whether they're Catholic or not, again, it's like it, they, they kind of get at the same thing with different lingo and different more knowledge or less. Um, but those people even who have never stepped foot in the gym, as they begin to live the disciplined life, like there's just, there's freedom in that because again, uh, it lends itself to give of yourself. You know, we, we find, that fulfillment in the gift of ourself. Um, and these are just little ways that we're able to do that. So yeah, it's, again, it's like, you know, some days I don't want to work out at all. And some days I don't want to pray at all. Some days I don't want to eat healthy. Um, and some days I don't want to go out of my way to be charitable to somebody who really pissed me off or somebody who's annoying me. It, it, it is very similar in it. And it sounds like almost too simple to be like, oh, well, if you can say no to pizza, you can, you know, go out of your way to hold the door open longer, you know, wait for somebody to come in. But, mm-hmm. but that stuff, it really does bear fruit. And so, you know, even for my own life, uh, Mother Teresa is like a big hero of mine. You know, I, I've always just loved her and um, really resonate with just the way she speaks and, and whatnot. So a lot of things that come into my mind is little things with great love. And so all the time, I'm just thinking about that, um, whether it's, you know, working out, whether it's, you know, serving somewhere, whether it's eating doing little things with great love, you know, in order to be the best that I can be for whoever, my wife, my kids, my neighbors, the community at large, I have to be good at, you know, giving it myself and making choices that are good for me. And that applies to health. And again, that's where it gets uncomfortable for people because, you know, it's not an accusation. It's not to say that somebody's bad or wrong. But, you know, it's this kind of movement and, you know, I'll get a little bit politically incorrect, but, you know, the, the Cosmopolitan magazine that came out and they had, you know, the kind of the plus size figure models on it. And they said, this is health. Um, and, you know, it's, it's tough because, you know, well, how are we defining health? But, you know, is it scientific, you know, blood lab level health? No, it's, it's not. You know, it is, it is not healthy to be obese, to live a certain way. That being said, 
you can still be very unhealthy and still look, you know, mm-hmm. skinny. So skinny fat. Yeah. It's, it's not just the end all be all. Um, but you know, there, there is a, there is a standard, there is a metric again for how we are created according to our nature that is better for us than other things. And again, if, if, you know, if we were meant to live forever and we could access that by fitness and nutrition, then yes, that would be the end all be all, but no, that's not. So while yes, it is important, you know, if I want to be healthy to, to be around, to be able to take care of my family, to be energetic with my kids, to, you know, not become a, a health burden for my family, for my loved ones, you know, that's important to, to you know, be aware of that and investing in my health. At the same time, it's still good to show, you know, enjoyment of life. No, we're not living forever. So yes, indulge here and there, celebrate, you know, those types of things. That's where that, that balance really needs to come in. Um, but, but yeah, there, I, I think just redefining that standard of what's normal. Um, I think it is a, it's an uncomfortable thing and it's the same thing with holiness, you know? And, uh, unfortunately Jesus kind of already blew the cover on that. And, you know, we're, we kind of have the be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. So we're kind of, we have a standard. Comes, yeah. When it comes to health, there's a little bit <laughs> more yeah. wiggle room, a L- little bit more gray area, but my, my, my wife is, and I, we've been having a lot of conversations and, um, about faith. And, and one of the things you're talking about is the fact that like, that there is a, um, stepping back about extremism in faith that like, like everyone admires the saints. No one wants to be one. Yeah. And, and she more kind of phrases it in a more negative sense of that we're just soft. Yeah. Like spiritually we are mushy, like fat American church. So like everything that's bad that we talk about that's going on in the American church, we deserve it because we're soft. Right. And, and, um, and, and like, it's, we need to really focus on like radical holiness and detachment from the, the evils of the world and, and to focus on like the good. Um, Absolutely. And no, it's it, just, it, it's just so hard. <laughs> I, it is, but, it, yeah. Yeah. I think the, the idea that we're soft, I think is both spiritually and physically. I think, again, it, it applies on both both sides and you get the same thing. I think the saints are looked at very similarly to these people who are in very good shape. You know, you have people will look at someone like Dakota or maybe a fitness model or some of these actors who go really out of their way to get, get into a certain fitness for a role. And they'll think, wow, that's really something, but they won't actually put the effort into trying to achieve it themselves. That's not really something that they're motivated to do. Right. so I think the the saints and those are they're kind of looked at the same way. Like, yeah, that that's great for them. I'm glad they were able to put in the work and the discipline to to get there. But I'm not really motivated to do the same. Thing. Well, and on top of that too, it's the idea of extremism, right? Like you <clears throat> talk about Saint Francis. You look at some of these people. You know, the in their current day, they were seen as like kind of psychotic. I'm sure, like these people are off the charts, like. Nowadays, if they were to come around, people would put a, you know, put them in a psychiatric ward for some of their, mm. their lifestyles. You know, I know Mother Teresa, a lot of people said she, like she was just a spitfire. She was hard to, you know, she was very like direct. So some of these people have extreme lives and it's the same way. You, then you take it out of context and all of a sudden it's like admiration, but you know, it's kind of similar to me. You could look at me or, you know, they look at father, like I was talking about, and it's this extremism of like, whoa, you guys are going crazy. Like settle down. Don't, don't do all that stuff. Well, and then later on, it's like, 
I get tons of messages of admiration and, and you know, I don't care about the accolade. It's more so the inspiration that it actually has a ripple effect, a concrete uh, impact on somebody else improving their life. Because, you know, if the saints were the saints, again, like you said, you know, we look at all them, we admire them, but nobody wants to be them. Well, you know, what's the point, unless you're able to start to emulate some of what they're carrying up, doesn't mean you have to be another St. Francis, mm-hmm. you be, you know, you emulate those certain values in the way you're living your life. Um, and in the same way, you know, not everybody wants to be a competitive bodybuilder, not everybody wants to live a bodybuilding lifestyle, but take some of those good values, implement them in your life. Um, and that's what's so cool is, is some of the, the impact um, that it, you know, that it has that ripple effect, you know, whether it's holiness or whether it's a, a fitness life. And, um, again, like you said, you know, being soft in the spiritual sense, again, like you said, we are soft in the, in the physical sense. I see it all the time with clients and it is that balance, you know, some clients, they need that tough love. Some of them need a little bit more hand holding. Some of them need both of them. Um, and we're kind of the same way in the spiritual life. And, um, again, it kind of comes back to adherence where you're, what, what's going to work that you can stick with because, some people, you know, starting off in the faith, they look at, you know, they might look at a saint and be like, oh, I can never do that. You know, I'll never be that holy or whatever. Some people starting off in the fitness thing, if they think that I'm the standard, they're like, oh, I can never get to that point. Well, it's like, no, no, no. I'm, these aren't the standards. They're, they're emulating these certain values and these principles within their life to these degrees that they're called to. So, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that's, I actually love that you went there because that's exactly what I was thinking is you don't have to be the the extreme to even uh, be able to encourage people and uh, influence people in a positive way towards that thing uh you know you can go to daily mass once a week yeah uh and just that can that can be encouraging to people to see that that well this person does that i can do that mm-hmm. um you know i had a kid now mind you i wasn't that old at the time i was in my mid 30s but this like 19, 20 year old kid told me that I inspired him that at my age I was in the gym mm-hmm. and that, you know, that meant he could do that then too. Well, I, I wasn't overly flattered by the idea that he, he, he said at my age, but yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't see myself as that old, but yeah. um, still, you know, I, I there was nothing, I, I wasn't in bodybuilder shape by any stretch of the imagination, but I was there putting in the work. And that inspired him that you can, you can get older, be out of college and still put in the work. Um, so yeah, for those who are listening and think, well, that's not me. I can't be that. You can be something. You mm-hmm. can do something and you can take small steps. And those small steps may inspire others to do the same. Yeah. And I, I have a theory and I'm just kind of coming up with them that the reason so many Catholics avoid this life, avoid the health and fitness, avoid taking steps, avoid exercise, um, is they're afraid of Pelagianism? Yeah, absolutely. They're 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 afraid of like they they there's a certain spirituality of like well we need to be like Mary we need to be totally receptive to God's graces and just allow Him to transform our lives. But yet we always kind of have this adage of like you know you know pray as if everything relies on God, work as if it's all on us kind of thing. Um, and it, everyone kind of forgets that second part in a certain sense, like. That, that there is um, a cooperation with grace that requires action. Like we're not Calvinists, you know, we don't, you know, right. there's not uh, double predestination or whatever they, I forget the actual phrase they called, like it's, it's a, um, a receptivity that is active 
in our life. And so it's the same thing with, we have been given the gift of our bodies. So it must be pursued with action. Like that gift is, is received well when used well. Yeah. I believe it was an Abraham Lincoln quote when he said, good things come to those who wait, but only what's left by those who hustle. <laughs> huh. well, so, you. yeah. Anyway, I think you were going to say something, Dakota. Oh no, I'm just, yeah, I'm just on the same page as you guys. Um, it, it's uh, yeah. There's a quote, Mother Teresa, um, you know, what I can do, you can't do, what you do, I can't do, but together we can do something beautiful for God. And it's, it's a similar thing, um, you know, in the fitness world, you know, maybe what I'm doing, you can't do. Um, and maybe what you guys are doing, I can't do. Um, but together we can each do something that, that is impactful, that is inspiring in some way to somebody else. Um, and again, it's like you said, you know, you don't need to be the, you don't need to be me to inspire somebody. Um, to encourage somebody else, um, to affirm somebody else. You don't need to look a certain way to have that credibility. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's just that it, the camaraderie. And that's really, again, what I kind of found in the gym was such a beautiful thing um, that I thought, I felt kind of lost, that was lost sometimes in the Catholic world was just like this camaraderie. It's unfortunate, but, you know, Catholics are supposed to be, you know, should be the most loving and sometimes they're the most judgmental people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, and that's where I found more kind of more freedom in the fitness world. You know, it, it was cool. I love youth ministry again. Like I, you know, I still have a huge passion for it. it's needed. Absolutely. So, you know, what you guys are doing, it's like, keep doing it and do it better. Um, but in the fitness world too, it's like, you know, th- these people need it and there's nobody really doing that. And there is this level in the world because we are materialistic where you reach a certain, you know, stature or certain income or a certain car and all of a sudden it gives you this credibility that is kind of stupid but it's there it's again mm-hmm. like i talked about those guys in high school from the last episode who had this stature and i was like i want that the the first motivating factor believe it or not of uh, you know when i was working out um you know, i think my computer was uh yelling at me plug it in give me a sec my uh my first motivating factor um for working out, believe it or not, was I wanted to walk into a room and just have people notice me. That was it. Like, I just wanted to have people notice that um, I was there. And again, it just came back to that, you know, instinctual desire to be loved. And um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I reached a certain point and it, it didn't satisfy. I got to that point where it's like you walk into a room and people look and double take and gossip and this and that. And at some point you're kind of like, I don't know. I don't want that. Like, people talk it's, it's the same thing with like the stature people think you know once you you can't tell give people financial advice until you drive a lamborghini you can't give people holiness advice until you're pope john paul ii you can't give people fitness inspiration until you're x y or z it's like absolutely not you know that there still is value and credibility in the honest effort like you said so um so that's what i always try to encourage people especially clients you know because i i have some clients who you know even though i advertise a certain way you know that i do work with everybody people think you know oh if i want to work with the code i have to be a certain level it's like no no i want to i want to kind of i want to i love starting with people where i first was it's like if i would have had somebody at the beginning man that would have saved me so much time but then also to remind you i have guys who come to me and they want to look a certain way and i'm like dude i know exactly where your brain's at because i was there i can promise you that once you reach what you think is your goal you're gonna want more once you reach that, you're going to want more. You're never going to be fully satisfied. We have to find something deeper here. It's like money. And, uh, well, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it's important, I think, to 
expose people to that, especially in the fitness world. So, no, I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been a wild adventure. I work with so many variety of people, every background you can imagine, every experience level. Um, but a lot of it just comes down to very similar things. You know, people, the desire to be loved and to love and people want to just be better. They want to be healthier. They want to better themselves. And along the way, it's cool to show them that, you know, while you're doing this, this discipline can also lend itself to so many other areas. And I've met too many fitness models, billboard models, um, you know, these magazine cover guys who have these incredible physiques and they're miserable people. They're miserable to be around because all they care about is that themselves. They have no happiness themselves and it's miserable. And, uh, you know, if, if I create a thousand transformations of people who are miserable and complete jerks and egocentric, I've completely failed, you know? Yeah. I'll take I'll take three where their lives transform and you get, you know, the, those kinds of quotes with people like, wow, I really, those are some, those are kind of guys. So they had that, but you know, a lot of my other people too, it's the same thing of just that discipline and um, going back to kind of that self-worth and just giving it myself. So, yeah. so much, so much coolness to it. So a couple of things that I thought of as you were, you were talking there that I think we're gonna have to wrap up here again, but one of them was a guy that I used to know that, he had a, a good you know, physique, like he had the six pack, he had all that. And for whatever reason, someone had made a joke about him being fat. And we were all laughing. And all of a sudden I looked over and I could see he took it ridiculously personally. Mm. It's like, dude, you have a six pack. Yeah. No one is man. actually calling you fat. But, you know, his, his response was he looked at me and he said, yeah, like you should, you should be laughing. And I, I looked back, I was like, yeah, but dude, the difference is I don't actually care. <laughs> yeah, right. You can call me fat. Okay, I'm not, that, that's not going to bother me. So he clearly had something that was motivating him beyond just getting to that point because he, he needed the recognition for the fact that he was there and he couldn't even take a joke about it right. that someone had made off the cuff. I'm sure not thinking that it was going to even phase him. Well, yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's the reality of, body dysmorphia right it happens a ton you know it's not just anorexic girls who are really skinny who also think they're fat you know that's a reality mm -hmm. it also happens a lot with bodybuilders and that type of thing so that's where that other extreme comes in where it's like and getting that physique's not necessarily going to fix it no it's not um and then the other thing that i just wanted to, to comment on is i love the fact that you are out there and that you are you are doing that new evangelization you're going where the sinners are right you're going where the sick people are uh that's what jesus did yeah and uh you know i was i'm reading a book right now and there's some good things in this book but one of the things that he talks about is he says get a home gym because gyms are just full of temptation mm. and evil and you know the the way people dress and look in the mirrors and everything else is just it's all kinds of uh just bad so just don't yeah. go to the gym put a home gym and work in your home yeah and I can under I can understand that from the avoid temptation perspective, right? But then it comes to the point that can you be there? Right? Can you be there? Do you have a discipline over your eyes and over the way that you look at someone? Can you look at people without objectifying them? Yeah. And if you have that type of self mastery, then you should be out in that world and be yeah. alike. Because if if we lose all the people that have a moral and ethical foundation in a particular part of life, whether yeah. it's fitness or different career fields or whatever, then all you're going to have there is the people that are lost and no one to show them 
the right. way home. Yeah, so most of us were in that spot at one point anyways. Right. And I love the fact that you're out there, that you're, you're in the world, not of the world and being a light and not a preaching light, but just a representative of Christ out there and living that. So yeah, I appreciate um, it. keep that up. Uh, Neil, do you have anything else before we go? Mm, I'm just pondering a lot. Just got a lot of pondering. I'm just pondering the fact that like I miss and this conversation is really making me miss the gym, like the community right? of the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I understand it's nice being the strongest person in my gym, but uh, <laughs> every day, every day. Uh, um, but except no, when Neil comes people, to my gym, there's, there's, there's people that come that there, there's people that come into your life that through there, like there's um, like, I, I still get texts randomly from this dude. I met at the gym named Vlad mm-hmm. and Vlad was an AA sponsor and he would just be at the gym at the awkward hours that I would be at. Cause I used to like work out at like, you know, midnight to 2 AM and yeah. he was always there, but he was always texting um, his sponsors or his sponsees or whatever, like the people he was sponsoring. Uh, and so he was a, like, he worked out because he needed to do something productive yeah. and healthy while he was staying awake and aware and available for all those people who are in those first tough years of like getting away from alcoholism. Yeah. Um, and there was like relationships like that where like we talked about Jesus and we prayed for one another and like we disagree on the matters of theology and like, you know, that kind of stuff. But like he was out there being much more of a better Christian than I was, you know, doing mm-hmm. the work he was as, as a sponsor. And um, yeah, it's stuff like that, that it, it's very, very good. And um, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about um, the, the loss of credibility. Cause you're Jesus guy, once you start working for the church, but then, right. well, you got to find a way, the part or the aspect in your life where you actually encounter the lost and, and help them out. And so, um, I think that's a beautiful thing that you're able yeah. to do that through training. Yeah. There's so many broken people. And that's what I've learned is that, you know, it's so easy to judge, off uh you know looks and i know that firsthand a lot of people perceive me a certain way earrings the way i post blah blah blah, to be a certain way and that's what i love is to be that countercultural sign that when a guy comes up and talks to me he expects me to be a certain way and i don't i don't reciprocate that like i don't cuss like he does i don't talk about people the same way and that makes them stop to think um that's you know that's what a lot of times being a christian is just breaking into people's worlds um, meeting them where right where they're at and uh, being that countercultural sign to to just speak love and goodness and joy into their life and still see the good you know so many guys that people judge them as in the gym or girls dressing a certain way it's like there's a reason why they're doing that you know they're, mm-hmm. they're looking for something. you can see it so blatantly what they're looking for is love and attention affection and you know they're gonna get it one way or the other you know and so being able to be in that, you know, in that medium to be there, um, it's one of my greatest joys. So, you know, I'll, I'll always stand up for, for that and for those people who, who don't have someone to stand up for them. Um, and, you know, I started, I started somewhere like they did. And uh, whether, you know, you might start with a bad intention and along the way, you know, becomes purified and it's you know, such a force to be reckoned with. So. Yeah, and that's I, I wanted to say this earlier, and I guess it's, it's come come around for so, full circle now, is that people who go to the gym want to better themselves. Yes, and they're seeking 
the they're seeking something that is good, something that is true, something that's beautiful. They're seeking a transcendental. And so in ministry, we know that like, it is so much easier to find, to work with someone who's a seeker, at least. Yep. Like who wants to know and ask questions and things. And it's, so it's just a different way of going about it. And so that that is a, a ripe field for evangelization to take mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so anyways, I know we're going long. I'm, yeah. I feel, no, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, we did go long, but you know, again, Dakota, thank you so much for, for joining us. This has been great. Uh, yeah, we go long for a reason, right? Yeah. If, if we weren't, if this wasn't going well, if we weren't enjoying the conversation and <laughs> that we, we would have gotten done on time without a problem. Yeah. Um, so thank you so very much for being here. We will definitely have to have you back for the big conversation about yeah, bodybuilding when we do that. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, if you're ever in Minnesota visiting for any reason, please look us up. If you need a gym to use while you're here, perfect. You're welcome. Um, would love to. Would love to get a lifting session in with you and yeah. uh, see see what what you like to focus on. But mm-hmm. uh, do you want to let everyone know again before we go where they can find more information on uh, Dakota Lane Fitness? Sure. Yeah. So my website is just DakotaLaneFitness.com, and then on Instagram and Facebook, Dakota Lane Fitness. So. Pretty and easy to find me. Yeah, and you and work that, with you'll work with clients yeah. anywhere. Yeah, I, I literally have. It's kind of crazy. I started from you know didn't think it'd go anywhere, and I have clients in forty eight states now in fourteen countries. So, wow, all over the world. I have a map um, up over here of the world, and it's cool. I, you know, pins all over Japan, Germany, Brazil. So, it's pretty cool to to work with people all over. That is that is awesome. So no matter where you are, folks. Uh, you know, reach out to him if you're looking for some help and some guidance. Um, he's a good a good man to turn to. Knows what he's talking about and clearly has experience working with people all over the place. I I know um, at least one of the priests that he works with here in Minnesota. Oh, and nice. uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll also include links for his website and stuff in the description for this episode. Neil, where can people find us? They can find us um, going to bed after this and uh, at prayer and pushups podcast at gmail.com prayer and pushups on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as prayer and pushups.org because yet again, we are organized. We are in org. Uh, Just, just uh, please don't find us going to bed. That would just be a little awkward. Um, <laughs> no one actually is going to do like, It's a joke, man. Outside, I got to teach you to yes and. You need to learn the yes. I gotta, we're going to go do some Love improv it. classes once COVID's over. And you're going to learn the yes and. Uh, okay. Uh, with that, everybody have a good week. Get out there. Let's live intentionally. Be a light. God bless everyone. We'll see you next week. Thank you.